Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of World Routes, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, J.C. Cole, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between rural and urban America, those that have, those who do not, the elites and the peasants, and then there's J.C. and me. How are you, J.C.? I'm hanging in there, Trent. Hanging in there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm running around the, the the Peace Garden State, which looks like a big old garden this week for sure. The rain has come, a direct result of the, the blizzard two months ago. I was out in Morton County, North Dakota, on top of where the pipeline was built, Dakota Access, which caused so much of what that Dakota Access pipeline protest was about, J.C., was such a precursor to what's going on now. That happened in the fall, the last months of Obama's administration. I don't think that was any accident, but it was a test. It was like a dress rehearsal to see how much chaos, commotion that could be created and how they deal with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Trent, a uh, couple, couple of things, you know, you know, I, I try to uh, monitor rural routes as much as possible. By the way, in, in New Jersey, it's called route, rural route, but that's that's beside the point. <laughs> yeah, um, that, um, you know, you, you put up a blurb, I think, um, uh, with Andrew and, and Jay. Uh, the fuel situation couldn't be worse. <laughs> I got and, a feeling I know where this is going. <laughs> yes. And, 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 you know, listen, we are humans and we react like humans. But if we take, take exactly what was said there and we apply it to one of the worst times in human history, and that was the Holocaust. What, you know, if you look, what was it that the Jews didn't react and get out of the way? And, and, uh, you know, first, um, First, the Nazis started to criticize the Jews, and they couldn't. Uh, the Jews couldn't believe it. And then the Nazis made them all identify themselves with a with a yellow star. And then uh, the Nazis uh, started to take away their businesses. And you know, this didn't happen in a month. This happened over years. So w- when you actually interview people who survived the Holocaust, they say exactly that. We didn't think it could get any worse. That, you know, they took away our businesses, but we didn't think that they could take away our houses. Then they took away their houses and they put them in the ghetto. And then they took away their, their working and they put them into labor camps. And then, of course, they took away their lives. So what's happening is, it's the it's called the boiling of the frog, and that's us. The boiling of the frog, where little by little increments are happening, and you don't notice it, but the heat in, increases piece by piece. And if you actually look what happened to us, they've been boiling the frog for a hundred years. They they captured our our currency in 1913, and you know, they executed our, our president in 1963, right? They, they took us off the gold standard in 1971. And, you know, then, then they went after the schooling with, you know, uh, no child left behind, common core. Then they're going after schooling in, in um, 
uh, was uh, critical race theory. And so if you look what's happening with food production, we've talked that over the last six months, 25 food facilities have suspiciously caught on fire, including what, two getting hit by airplanes? You know, two, and two were hit by airplanes? All I knew about one. I think two. I think oh. two. And this is boiling the frog. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, what happened with the fuel situation? You said those words couldn't get worse. And I go, hey, I, 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 I almost, you know, mathematically proved that diesel can easily go to 20 to $25 a gallon. Well, and with that little news blurb that came out yesterday that you forwarded it to me just before we started today, uh, there's a pretty clear path to make that happen right there. Yeah. You know, that um, th- there's another, let's see, I, I think. Uh, I'm talking about the largest oil refinery in the United States, 200,000 barrels a day, has announced they will be shutting down. Yeah. And, and of course, if this is a conspiracy, not a theory, a conspiracy, they get us to turn off our, our discernible um, you know, thinking by saying, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. Turn off your brain. Don't look at it. And then they cover the story with with something ludicrous, like because, <laughs> like right. because, um, you know, and, and if you actually look at the amount of refineries that have been taken off line, I don't know what happened if the Louisiana one that get hit by the hurricane came back on or not. I don't. But I know the one that burnt down in Philadelphia, uh, the largest on the East Coast, isn't going to be replaced. And and so they're again they're boiling the frog by nickel and diming the um, uh, the production of diesel and and gasoline um, uh, down. And of course, as we've identified, this is critical for our lifestyles. Wish you would have told me a long time ago that I should get like three years supply of diesel on storage. Yeah, you know, I should have. I, I mean, I was lax and yeah, right. And and I sent you an interview that I did or uh, with Robert David Steele two years ago. And so people can look at all they have to do is do a search. Robert David Steele, Vital Insights from a Small Farmer on the Looming Food and Energy Crisis USA. <laughs> and in it, I, I clearly said, look. And, you know, the data says that we're going to have a collapse of the supply chain. And, of course, people just didn't believe it. And I said, it has to happen. It's guaranteed. JC, it's all lined out for us right now. And there's still the number I'm told who people are paying attention in the meetings I've had in North Dakota, 75 percent. Still just, you know, wake up every morning and say, man, it's not normal yet today. It must be going to be tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But by the way, that's human. You know, that's just being human. You know, oh, this, this, this uh, also may pass. Well, not if you look at it as a conspiracy and you, you start to find the information showing it is a conspiracy. You know, we were invaded years ago. And and um, that they got into our industry and our banking and our pharmaceuticals. 
And now you can see it. It's an attack on all fronts. And I think it is a great reset. It's not a financial reset, although that's part of it. It's a reset of the earth. And, and including the elimination of most of mankind. It could be that bad. Yes, that's the battle. Well, you can't deny there are people openly talking about forcing the world population from 8 billion to 2 billion. You can find Klaus Schwab bragging about that. That's true. It's written in stone. It's, I mean, come on. It's written in stone. It's in the Georgia Guidestones put up in the state of Georgia. And it's been there since the early 1980s. And it says clearly that they want to reduce the population to a manageable 500 million, which is a 90% decrease. Now, this isn't a joke. Now, and, and, and Klaus Schwab, and the, the one in the press conference, I w- w- watched him say this. <clears throat> he went so far as to say, and it should mostly be Asian people that are still here because they have documented that they are willing to comply with governments. Right. And now if you look at Klaus Schwab's history, his father is clearly linked with the Nazi party. And the Nazis were trying to take over the world. Clearly. Right. And now if you look at the history, it's been documented by Jim Morris with an incredible book, The Rise of the Fourth Reich, right? that the Nazis never surrendered. Who surrendered were the Germans. The Germans are a bloodline. The Nazis are a political organization. The Nazis never surrendered. They escaped. They got down to South America and they regrouped and Antarctica. And we have very little information coming from Antarctica. And they regrouped and they infiltrated our country. And now they're using clandestine measures. Girl route. J.C. Cole, Trent Luce. We will refuel, pun intended, and be back with more after this. Plans are coming together extremely well. That is, except the plan for you to get in your vehicle. We're talking about challenged fuel, and I am talking about you coming to Keystone, the base of Mount Rushmore on the 4th day of July. It We now have honoring the vets. We are going to have a full detail about that soon, but you need to be in Keystone, South Dakota at Watson Park, 1 o'clock on Monday, July 4th. Building, no, excuse me, Bridging America. God bless the veterans and the farmers who feed us. It's going to be on display. We want you to be with us. Keystone, July 4th. See you there. Go to bridgingamerica.us, bridgingamerica.us. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Lewis alongside J.C. Cole. Could you, before next Wednesday, run down there to Antarctica, gather some data, find out what's really going on, and then report back? Well, it's that reporting back part that I'm concerned about. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Listen, there are a whole bunch of people that just happened to take a a, a stroll. Hey, Marty. Marty just walked by. Anyway. (laughs) That's that took a stroll through the Capitol building and they're still not free. Do you actually think that I just like show up in Antarctica going, hi guys, could I have a little bit of proof here? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I have, uh, I'm going to just slightly make this announcement because I'm, I'm still giving a few days, but my own Senator from Nebraska was present at the world economic forum in Davos last week. 
I've contacted her office in D.C. five consecutive days requesting an interview. I looked her in the eye Saturday night in the state of Nebraska and requested an interview. And she said, Trent, I gave two. I said, okay, I'm not one of the two, so let's do it. And she said, I I don't control my own time. You'll have to talk to my communications team. Why, JC? Why would somebody look me in the eye? That I have known every day since she was elected as a senator. I knew her she, before she was a senator, U.S. senator. Refused to grant me an interview about a trip she made to Davos. Why? Well, you can assume some things, but that would mean you might have to put your tinfoil hat on. Instead <laughs> of, you know, so and- here's the deal. I'm going to call one more time today because she said she talked to her communications team. And by Friday... If I've not been granted an interview, I'm going to get kind of loud about it because I think that I, as a constituent, not only not, I don't care about being the media part, as a constituent, I need to know why she, because I assure you she didn't pay for it herself. No, and what it looks like has happened, and I'm pretty sure it has happened, is that um, the majority of our Congress has been um uh basically compromised compromised, yes and and you know this gets really serious we know that they'll take it to the personal level and and threaten quietly behind the scenes um the individual um congress people right and and if you if you look at the bilderberg group who formed the bilderberg group it was Prince Bernard. Prince Bernard was a Nazi in the Nazi party during World War II, right? He, he ended up marrying one of the royal families of um, the Netherlands. So there's your history right there, the Bilderberg group. Why is it? And I thought it was against the law that a U.S. politician could go to a, a meeting where the public is not allowed. But but then again, so many laws changed in the last uh, ten years. It's hard to tell. You know, is that an actual statute? I thought it was, but I, you know, I, I I just don't have the time to look up all of these little details. Um, ironically, just yesterday, Marty was sending me stuff about the Bilderberg movement, and I, I'm trying to dig it up and why he sent that to me. I should sequester him over here and tell us what the what the Bilderberg group is 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 the remnants of of the powerful families of of uh, Europe, and it's interesting they've been meeting for a good amount of time. I think back to the fifties, and and back in the eighties they denied that they existed and and that it was a conspiracy theory, and of course now they admit that they exist. And they actually have press conferences, but the public's not allowed in. The only people allowed in are the press that they accept. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so uh, you know, it, it, it's basically the old ruling guard of Europe. Yep. Their meeting is underway. Oh, it starts this week on Thursday. No, it was last week on Thursday. Featuring 120 participants from 20 different countries. When you, did you go? Um, you know, I lost my invite. 
Yeah, and there's, you know, you can actually get up to speed in less than half an hour by just doing a couple of searches on them and finding out. Um, there was one reporter uh, who has cha- chased them down for 20 years. I forgot his name, but he, and, and has written books on it. And so now what's happened is, in my opinion, we had the continuation of World War II, and it's now going kinetic. And a lot of these families are really worried because they've controlled for a thousand years and they may lose control and humanity may be able to guide itself. Um, But that's where the fight is. Yeah. That meeting was last week. This was written on Friday, June the 3rd. So the meeting took place and um, CNN covered it and everybody knows what's going on with it. So it's all good. And, and, And some of these families are clearly satanic. In other words, they worship another god, right? And and this is very hard for Americans to wrap their head around, but but it's happening. And so if we just take a step back and look, we have a full attack that's clandestine going on on food, water, fuel, um, education, and finance. Um, I'm I'm sure I've missed one or two areas, and we are positioned. I keep on saying. The supply chain is guaranteed to collapse in its present positioning. Why? Because the supply chain needs certain things to run. One of them is electricity. We know for a fact that if the, if the sun has a massive solar flare, it shuts down our electricity, and that shuts down our supply chain. And then we get back to the, the fundamental issue is that we have no food security in America. What we have is food production. You guys out there out west have all the food. Us on the east, we are unsustainable without the supply chain. And and therefore, if they shut down the supply chain, oh, probably about 80% of the Americans no longer can feed themselves. And they will do what they have to do. And that is chaos, and that is a civil war. So Andrew and I today on Across the Pond got in a discussion that I hadn't really put into context until he brought it up because he was talking about countries where you're not allowed to utilize public transportation without proving that you've been jabbed. And and you just think about all the public, all the people that rely on the, excuse me, the trains in the urban areas or the mass transit of some sort. Nobody's ever thought about how vulnerable you are. If you have no ability to transport yourself without the use of some government entity. Correct. Obviously that's not something I'm ever dependent upon. The only time I would use a bus is if I go from park at the airport and ride a bus from airport parking to the, but even the plane itself is public oh, yeah. is public transportation that's gone yeah. you have you have to be somehow able to transport yourself without relying on somebody else yes and 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 uh you know it, it's it's very interesting that um it's called capture they're capturing us by saying okay if you want this convenience of using public transport you have to take the jab I, right. I went to visit a family member in the hospital 
And I walked in and she goes, well, can I see your, your jab card? And I said, no, I don't have one. <laughs> right. Right. And, you know, versus being sarcastic, it said, no, I'm an intelligent human being. Right. <laughs> and then she goes, well, then you'll have to take the test to prove that you're not positive. I go, I'm not taking the test because I don't trust the test either. Right. 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 And especially in a hospital. <laughs> right. right. There he is. There's one. He's unjabbed. Grab him. <laughs> no, you have to wear a yellow star. That's that's right. That's right. And and so 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 I just basically said, okay, then I'm not coming to visit. Right. And what they're trying to do, the entire thing is they're trying to get you to volunteer to take this. Right. And this is my theory. During the last Nazi uprising in World War II, they used the point of the gun to force you into everything. And our planet is a freedom of choice planet. And they failed eventually by forcing. In other words, the sheep woke up and saw that the, um, that the herder was shooting everybody, okay, and killing everybody. And, and, and finally, the rest of the world responded and defeated the Nazis, but they didn't surrender. So this time they're using, they're using persuasion and influence and capture to get us to choose to take it. Roll route, J.C. Cole, Trent Lewis, more after this. Get more details about Amanda Radke, the Radke Report, and everything that Amanda does to keep you current and educated. That's what this young lady, mother of four, does. AmandaRadkey.com, the Radkey Report. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Lewis alongside JC Cole joining us as we get off and running. Won't be long. June will be half over. JC, I'm going to tell you a story about a neighbor and then we'll get back to your story. I once had a neighbor who had some cows across the road from me and I, I watched them come in there with a bunch of young cowboys that are running and gunning. And there was about 12 wily cows that they just couldn't capture. I mean, they'd run them, but they'd do everything they could with dogs and horses and everything. I couldn't get them captured. So the guy finally came over to me and he said, uh, I got to get these cowboys out of here. Any chance you could gather my cows? I said, do you have a time frame? Well, no, I just need to gather those cows. I said, all right, I'll call you when I get them. So every day I would ride through those cows without chasing them. And then I'd start feeding them. And it wasn't long. By day three, I was feeding them inside a gate. You know the rest of the story. I captured the cows in three days by feeding them and luring them instead of running them. Now back to your story. Are you the cow whisperer? <laughs> well, I'm just smarter, and and and, and I'm, I just recreated your story with the personal yeah. experience. Yeah, and 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 so we're being we're being captured by our own by volunteering, and and this is this is uh, this is really dangerous, and we've got to wake up, and now. We're in a, a very desperate situation where our entire system is based on electricity and energy and, and diesel. And now, if you remember what I said, 
the price of diesel was going to five or six or seven dollars. And I said, and nothing and um, and the refineries haven't been really attacked yet. <laughs> what I, happened? I remember. Yeah. And now if the refineries get attacked, you know, the, the price of diesel can easily go to 20 to 25 dollars. And and at that, you know, you you have agriculture shut down. And, you know, it brings me to this guy. um John Katsimatidis, who's a billionaire in New York, he's very, apparently has an excellent reputation. He's quite smart. And and he came out, um, you know, he's invested in a bunch of things, including food. He's one of the largest grocers in New York City. And and he's invested in oil. And he came out, somebody's on the path to destruct America. Yes, yes, that's exactly correct. It's, it's a conspiracy, right? And and you go who? Well, it looks like it's the Nazis, right? You go well, that's crazy. Oh, really? Really? The wealth of the nation is based on manufacturing, agriculture, and natural resources. And so I remember I said we're being boiled by um, as a frog for like almost a hundred years. So in the seventies, they started to shut down natural resources. You remember the famous spotted owl. Right. And right. And and then um, the Exxon Valdez and a few other things. And then our manufacturing was offshored to China. Who was the first ambassador to China? George Bush, senior, the head, the former head of the CIA. It's rumored they had over 800 companies. They moving the production to China. And then the last part is what happened to agriculture? We had an incredible food grid back in the 1950s, a combination of big farms and small farms. And the small farms got systematically destroyed. Um, uh, um, and that the big farms are pretty much all out West. And that food production is controlled by, not food production, food processing is controlled by 90, um, 90% of it by 10 corporations. And those 10 corporations are basically controlled by two investment funds, right? Who is uh, the current climate czar? Ooh, I don't know. Um, Yes, you do. I don't think that's the title, but that's what I'm calling him. Who's in charge of climate for the Biden? I think it was John Kerry. Correct. Yeah. John Kerry's wife is who? She was the um, uh, the heiress of the Heinz um, um, fortune, food fortune. Which today is owned by 3G Capital, the largest food company in the world. Happened and to control 28% of all beer sales in the world. I know that. But you can't name a brand of food, craft. Name a brand of food. It all goes back to her family's company that maybe they're not involved in anymore i don't honestly know but they built it and this is the same guy that's in charge of creating the climate change fear it's and, a little too I coincidental you, for me jc i would be i'm a little bit on the conspiracy side but if we look <laughs> at who who invests who invested into this company that you called i bet you will find blackrock and vanguard um the 3g capital outfit I, I, i'm not saying they're not involved but there's a brazilian that started it lives in um i can look up his name he lives in new york but he's from brazil 
Right. So, so what even happens- Oscar Mayer. What's more American than Oscar Mayer? It's owned by yeah. this Brazilian outfit. Well, what what happens is, you know, it, it, remember, I said it's clandestine. Henry Kissinger came out and said, control oil, you control nations, control food, you control the people. And now we see our, our food is controlled, our fuel is controlled, right? And anybody who tries to come out with free energy gets gets um, basically, um, you know, um, carried by uh, carried by six. Right. And uh, uh, which if you look what happened at this shooting in New York, you had this young guy who drove three hours specifically uh, to a black neighborhood and supermarket. But one of the guys that was shot, the guard, happened to have invented a system of of uh, of replacing gasoline for a car. Really? Yeah, just just uh, coincidentally. Uh, I yeah, I forgot his name. It was like Aaron, Aaron something, and 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 he actually has figured out how to take water, break it down, and and have it replace gasoline to run combustion engines. And so you know, it's very simple. If you search German water uh, uh, car, you will find that the Germans produce a really nice sports car. That's probably a couple hundred thousand dollars, uh, and it runs on water. We have the technology. We do not desalinate water, not because it's too expensive, because we don't want to. Yeah, and so so there's a fight for control of the old system, and the paradigm is collapsing. And the faster we wake up, the 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 better, right? You know, and and it will. My my opinion is it will get brutal. So, so uh, you know, what can we do about it? Alex Bering, B-E-H-R-I-N-G, is the Brazilian I was talking about, co-founder, co-managing partner of 3G Capital, and he's been doing that since 2004. You know, that inc- not only does it include those brand names that I talked about, but Burger King, Tim Hortons, all of those food companies. I mean, this is the dominant food company of the world. And they they virtually get no attention. And there's certainly no tie to John Kerry ever mentioned. Yeah. And and one of the best ways to to run on the radar is just not have publicity. Right? right. And and of course, all you have to do is control the press and you won't get the publicity. Well, I know that's a shocker. Look who owns uh, look who owns the press again. Six corporations, including and Disney. Just a little jab to all my farmer friends. For those of you that drink Bush Light by the truckloads, that you, I, this is part of the problem. Well, I, 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 you know, I often think now at this point you can't get off of this hamster wheel. You, but you do have to understand and plan for the change. You have to plan for a collapse, and that's 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 uh, very uh, very painful. You well, know, it's you like start a, by drinking a local beer instead of Bush Light. Well, um, well that, and that's three G Capital. I will start immediately after twelve o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> it's twelve o'clock somewhere. 
Well, yes, but uh, I, I tried to keep it local. All right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You may not know what I'm really saying, but the bush light thing in the food production areas of this country, the from Ohio to Colorado, it's mind-boggling, JC. It's absolutely mind-boggling. It is. It is. And that's exactly what it is. It's an overload. It's mind-boggling. Yeah. So. So let's get to, you know, this week in history and some significant things. A minute and a half, uh, just so you know. A minute and a half. Well, this will be a real quick one. Okay. Uh, June 3rd. June 3rd, you had mentioned with uh, Amanda, it's National Egg Day. And, of course, I, I think this is one of the important things to do. You can make your own incubator, right? The key to making the incubator is the thermostat, and that's only $10 now. You can make your own incubator for about $20. And if you get on YouTube and, and search Homesteading in SC or South Carolina, that's the channel, Rush Lane Poultry shows you how to make an incubator out of um, basically a, sty- a styrofoam box. So you can make an incubator for 20 bucks. Nice. Yeah, there's one to prep. Anybody who argues that? <laughs> a styrofoam box and a heat lamp. Uh, no, a 60-watt bulb. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. Still the requires therm- electricity. The Yes, the thermostat's the key thing. Okay. Ten bucks. Or you could just, you know, set on the egg until it hatches. Roll, roll her out. J.C. Cole, we'll be back with the last segment after this. And now we talk about immune health. We talk about health in general. The world's authority on nitric oxide production, Dr. Nathan Bryan, explains. We've got about 14 COVID clinics around the U.S. where we have a a nitric oxide drug trial going on. I'm exposed to COVID probably every day. You know, pre-COVID, we as humans are exposed to viruses and bacteria every day of our life. That's just the world we live in. Some people get sick, some people don't. Why do some people get sick and why do others not? It all boils down to their ability to generate nitric oxide and to have certain things replete in their body like vitamin D, zinc, vitamin C, selenium. If you're nutrient deficient, you're going to get sick. If you can't make nitric oxide, you're going to get sick. If you do all these things, you can be exposed to, to COVID or any other virus, and your immune system nips it in the bud, and you don't get sick from it. It's really that simple. We're going to change this ordering process up to make it simpler. Go to loosetailsmedia.com. Loosetailsmedia.com. There will be an order mechanism there. And if you want more of the science, I'll get that to you from Dr. Nathan Bryan. Loosetailsmedia.com. It's N-O-2-U. The, the product's the same. The place you get it is different. Welcome back to Roll Around. Trent Loose. J.C. Cole always putting things into perspective on couldn't get any worse. It's a major catastrophe. (laughs) Right, right. Hey, listen, on on fuel, let's touch on that real quick. There's something that people can do. It's called wood gas. Another name is syngas or synthetic gas. After World War II, there's such a shortage that they invented a way to run a combustion engine on wood. Okay, you can get the plans for it if you just do a search for FEMA wood gas generator, and it'll show you. If you know how to weld, you can create it, and that um, you can build one of these things, and that can run a combustion engine generator, and that can run your water supply. So people got to have to get into 
getting these things in line now. Hey, the good news is that we've been reluctant to harvest trees or do anything with trees. So there's going to be plenty of wood around. Yeah, actually here in New Jersey, I get it for free because uh, there's so many trees that the the landscaping uh, business is quite good and they have to pay to take them to the dump. So here we are throwing away fuel. So I get as much trees trees as I I need. Can handle. Yeah, and I put my... uh, I put our house on heating because somehow I had this guess that the price of a bunker, which is diesel fuel, will go through the roof. It's been an interesting week in that observation, JC, because out here in the real world, diesel fuel, as you know, is skyrocketing and got above $5 pretty quickly. And in the last week, it has somewhat plateaued. Like two weeks ago, diesel was I'm just using general numbers in my travels, 509, gas is 409. And in the last week, diesel is roughly 509, maybe 514. And gas is shot up to 470. And and just in my normal travels, I know there's people paying over $5, but diesel is stable for the last two weeks and gas has been volatile. Well, you know, I, I... Uh, let's just call it the mysteries of the market, but that's also boiling the frog. Yeah, exactly. I think exactly what it is. Yeah. So let's go back to dates, this, these dates, this one, you know, you already spoke about it on, on, um, on On 156,000 troops day. Yes. June 6th, 1944. And, you know, Trent, I think one of the best movies was saving private Ryan showing how, how uh, uh, tragic uh, or difficult D-Day was. And can you imagine trying to run onto a beach, you know, with the entire uh, Western part of the Nazi Nazi army, you know, uh, shooting you? Yeah. I, I mean, we just can't comprehend this. My father was a B-25 pilot, right? And you had to, uh, you, you basically had to do one tour. He got shot down twice. And signed up for a second tour. Right. This this is this this is our heritage. Right. We just haven't been challenged, and we're being challenged now. Till he day the day he died, he was picking flack out of his body, and because it was so small that it just had to wait till it circulated to the sure. skin. Right. And th- these are these are some of the things in history we have lost. Right. But Dr. Fogarty are. says that if you get in, um, and he has proven this, if you get in a hyperbaric chamber and you have that shrapnel at some level in your body, that it will just bring it out. Yeah. Yeah. I believe, uh, of course, who captured healing, right? The pharmaceuticals. Oh, wait a minute. It couldn't be the Nazis, could it? The, you mean the people that experimented on, on, on the Jews? No. No, that would be a shocker. Let's Let's move on. Here's an important date, and people just aren't paying attention. June 8th, 18, uh, I'm sorry, June 8th, 1783, and of all places, Iceland. <laughs> this is a challenging one. Right? I'm out on this one. The volcano Lockheed went off for eight months eruption, killing 10,000 people. Really? Well, what else did it do? It caused widespread famine throughout Asia and Europe. Because they were downwind and it blocked the sun. And that 
You know what? I should have come up with that one because when I researched the 10 largest famines in the history of the world, there was one tied to a natural disaster. It was that one. The yeah. other nine are all government induced. And it sparked it sparked the French Revolution because people were starving. Okay. And now here's another one I want to June 8th, 1967 in the Mediterranean Sea. The United States Liberty was June 8th, what year? 1967. Okay. You should have been here. I was one. Well, I thought you would be reading <laughs> reading the encyclopedias by then. <laughs> Duck, right. Go wasn't around yet then I would have been. Got it. Got it. So so the Israelis the Israeli government attacked the United States Liberty. So we have an open case of the Israeli government taking a full attack on a U.S. military ship in the Mediterranean, killing 34 American sailors. And they deny it. Really? Yeah. And the, the, the whole idea was to create a false flag and blame it on the Egyptians so that the U.S. military would go in against Egypt. Right. The Israeli government are not our friends. And nobody is discussing it. Who did 9-11? The Bush Cabal, the Nazis, and the, and the Mossad, the Israeli Khazarians. And nobody has the balls to come out and say it, or kahunas. Excuse my, my, my English. Right. And this is what's playing out. This is, this is the big picture. Right. So, so get ready. And, the, and the, they had a specific attack on New York City, and I would guess that that's not finished. You know, now that you mention it, Israel was quick to comply with all jabs and infringing upon people's medical freedoms, and all of a sudden, boom, you hear nothing coming out of Israel. It, it must be chaos over there in terms of the carnage of people that are dying with un, unspecified reasons. And who funded? The beginning state of Israel, Rothschild. Hmm. Yeah, no, right. no coincidence there. No, not at all. Right. So this is what's all playing out, and of course, something happened, and it looks like the timeline was moved up, and that the Israelis are linked. Oh, and 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 what did you have? You have uh, the Secretary of of uh, Foreign Affairs for Russia, Lazarov, who's a very smart guy, came out and said. Our indications are that Hitler was part Jewish. And what are the what are the Russians keep on saying they're doing? They're denazifying Ukraine. And what was the homeland, the ancient homeland of the Khazarians? Ukraine and Kazakhstan. Connect the dots. So not that people would listen or even uh, share the information if it was out there. What I don't understand about the entire Putin campaign is that there's a lot of information that would appear to me that he could be propelling into the, the space so that people could latch onto it, but it's not happening. There has to be a reason. Well, I think they actually came out and said it. This kind of stuff, uh, the kind of information you just shared. Why isn't it just being barraged out in front of us on a more regular basis? Because who controls the press? 
Yeah, I understand why major media is not picking it up, but we have enough independent people. There's enough people in in um, Ukraine and Russia tr- now trying to get the factual information presented. If they were trying to get it out, there are avenues. There are avenues, but people aren't listening to them. And, and, there, and there's also interference. There's propaganda being run. Well, have Putin call me and we'll take care of that. Yeah, okay. I think he's a tad busy, but he may do a... <laughs> You know, now just add it up. The, the U.S. government the, uh, is compromised, right? You know, and where is the wiener? Wiener. Uh, let's see. That's Kazarian. Maxwell. That's Kazarian. Uh, um, Epstein. That's Kazarian. The, um, uh, Epstein and Maxwell were both linked to the Mossad, right? And, and they use sex uh, and uh, blackmail to, to uh, compromise uh, the majority of the U.S. Senate. Yeah, where's the list of those people who've been compromised that we can't trust that should be taken out of power? I I don't have the list. Could <laughs> you get it for me? Still here, <laughs> but but if you look, um, Robert David Steele funded the production of five books showing the pedophile and child sacrifice families of the world, mm-hmm. and now he's gone. We have those books, though. We have those books. We know the names of everybody. They have a limited amount of time on this this earth, is what I've been hearing from the White Hats. Yeah, um, and, um, and and a lot of those families are in the Bilderberg group. One minute, JC. Connect the dots. Get ready. This is going to get ugly, right? So food, water, the ability to protect it, your belief. Um, most common question I got this week about last week's program is once again, remind us on the best avenue uh, for communication. The best avenue is a cellular uh, satellite phone, if you can get it, right? And the second is a bivy stick, which is a... Bivy stick, um, that's what I was trying to think of. A bivy stick that looks like they're going to run out fairly shortly. And, uh, and then the third is a ham radio. There you go. They have all of your answers. And... Everything else is up to you. All we can do is bring in the information. What you do with it is totally up to you because we believe in freedom, not telling people what to do. And next week, we'll see if J.C. Cole can bring along a guy named Vladimir Putin and ask a few questions. (laughs) Spice Steba. (laughs) We've successfully journeyed down the road, connecting rural and urban America. Both J.C. and myself remind you that all roads do lead to a rural route. Now, let me remind you before we go that uh, Certified Piedmontese Creates Opportunities is up to you to seize on that opportunity. And what's it about? You take your cows, assuming you keep cows through all of these turbulent times, and if you keep them, you need to get paid properly. So look to the Lone Creek Piedmontese sires. You can do that through semen. Maybe you're AIing cows right now. Or... You can get leased bulls or you can purchase Piedmontese bulls. It's all up to you. Same health protocol you normally follow. There is a specified health protocol. It's with the normal vaccination regimen. There's a 60-day, no, six-week, excuse me, six-weaning, six-week weaned conditioning program. Get that out correctly. And then you sell those calves back to Lone Creek at a $180 premium over 
the local market price. It's pretty simple. It works really well. The cattle perform good and people buy it time and time again. Details at LoneCreekCattleCo.com. Certified Piedmontese paving your future.